good afternoon if you're listening live or a, a big welcome to anyone that's listening back after this episode 203 of the tree talk a lot to get through today all-star nominations big hurling quarterfinals there's final round for intermediate hurling we've ladies football finals we've sport from abroad to get through today which is a special um i'm here in another podcast as well if you're listening you're enjoying us on spotify and um, give us rate us if you're listening to or watching youtube like it or comment it it all goes towards expanding our little network of people watching tree talk but the most important thing is to stay tuned for all this week's or the weekend coming and we look back on the weekend the question again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk alive if you're good enough go and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? sympathy in this game for anybody. Uh, we've a load to get through, Matt. So instead of asking you how I am, I'm going to presume you're okay on this Wednesday afternoon that's very hit and miss weather-wise. It's, it's raining one minute and it's dry the next. But a couple of hours we, couple ago, we got good news, probably to be expected in the grand scheme of things. Cuiva Costello nominated for an all-star for our performances in the Camogie Championship. And I noticed a while back, um, into the summer now, but I suppose when you, when you reflect on Quiva, especially in that memorable middle run of games where Limerick had lost two in a row and she almost single-handedly pulled Limerick into the quarterfinals, she was awarded the, the Player of the Month um, for June. She's been nominated for an All-Star in the half-hour line. Um, I feel like you're after freezing there, but if not, what do you make of the news, Matt? Ah, uh, Jack, sure. I'm a- absolutely delighted. Happiest congratulations to to, to Quiva. And as you rightly said, it, it, this is not an unexpected news at all, Jack. For those of us that have been watching her career um, over a number of years now, of course, she was captain of the Limerick team that won the 2014 All Ireland Minor A Championship, which was a hugely significant ach- achievement for Limerick. But she has gone on from there and. If there's any element of surprise, Jack, about it, it is that Quiva hasn't been nominated before this. But this year, she was simply absolutely phenomenal. I saw her in a couple of games with with the Limerick Senior Camogie team. She was simply incredible. Like Her her contribution to to the team, as distinct from her scoring prowess, Like her her contribution is, is absolutely fantastic and phenomenal as well. Look, Jack, it, it, it... it's a richly, richly deserved um, accolade for her. And I will be very, very disappointed. And I will be very, very disappointed with the system. You know, and I don't want to preempt anything if Quiva is not named on the 15. She has been absolutely outstanding. I haven't seen a better forward than, than her um, um, this year. And, um, you know, she's getting her just reward and happiest congratulations to her. Um, she's been a phenomenal servant of Limerick Camogie. And um, 
uh, you know, she, she richly deserves any kudos that are thrown her way. Yeah, I, I'd have to second everything you say there. Um, again, almost single-handedly pulled Limerick into the quarterfinals that she get. Was it 210 out of 211 in, in the win over Down, you know, which is a crucial win for Limerick. She got six points against Antrim. I think, was it nine points she got against uh, all in the space of about a fortnight? So it just goes to show the performance she's putting in. She does have a tough, though, with the players around her, Matt. Um, Abby Flynn of Waterford, who obviously got to the, the semi final, then Denise Gall and Julianne Moore from Kilkenny, who went on to win the competition. But you're saying, you're sitting out your stall early that she deserves the All Star. I am sitting it out, and I'll make an apology to nobody for doing it. Um, she, 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 you know, I, I, I think she richly deserves it. You, you, you know, you're talking there about her, her, her scoring record. But what I'm talking about, as well as her scoring record, is her contribution to team performances. She was a good team player, and 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 um, you know, I, I I'd be desperate disappointed if she, if she doesn't make the cut. Yeah, she's she's a brilliant team player and she's a good leader. She's captain the side before, and I suppose it dovetails nicely into Adair's run in, in the junior or in the intermediate championship. Now, um, obviously they won the junior last year, and they're back in the final. They beat last year's finalists Mona Lean in the semi final. They play Crockett Finney in that final, but you know, Queen was one of those players as if for Adair, and you would have seen with, with the players they had. It's probably. No real surprise, but considering they were in junior last year, you know, it's a brilliant achievement to follow up a promotion with a final and possibly another promotion. Yeah, it is, Jack. And um, I, I, I saw their juniors playing last year and I saw them winning the county championship. And um, I, I made up my mind at that stage that that um, they would not at all be lost in, in, in their new environment at, at intermediate level. And that they would be contenders, that they would be contenders to go on and, and win again this year. And I think when we were previewing um, the, the, the Camogie Championship at the start of the year, I, 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 I may be subject to correction on this, but I, I think we flagged the two teams that are in the final now. And, and um, uh, you're right, it's, it, it, it's a good Adair team. And, um, you know, it's a huge scalp, like... Um, Monoline, Monoline are a very balanced side and they're, 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 they are a coming side. And we saw how difficult they were to beat in last year's final. It took two games for Capamore to beat them. And, you know, they, 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 they would have come into this year's championships as heir apparent um, to, to the crown. But um, Adair were reading from a different script. And, um, like, I, I'm not at all surprised that Adair are in the county intermediate final, Jack. No. I, I did go with Adair. I'm not sure if I had said Crop. I definitely fancied Adair from having seen him last year and, and the quality players at their disposal. But I suppose, for, uh, first and foremost, a big congratulations to, to Quiva on her All-Star nomination. And please, God, she can be rewarded one. Um, their performances deserve. But I suppose moving into to this weekend's action, Matt, and we will start with the hurling. We'll get to last week's football towards the end of the pod. But, you know, two huge games. And it feels like a long time ago. Since we had hurling, I know it's only going to be three weeks, but um, we'll start with uh, Kalima Palace Kenry and Dune this Saturday afternoon for Kalima Palace Kenry. It's the first quarter final in 85 years for Dune. They're looking to reach a sixth semi final in a row, but it, it is interesting, Matt. You know, I, I don't know, I don't think you've ever seen these teams play 
Uh, you can correct me on that, but I don't know if you've ever seen these teams play in a, in a, in a championship game. So it, it is really, really mouthwatering. It is, and it's it, it, it's it's really novel, and they certainly haven't clashed sticks at 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 senior level. And you you, you get you get the sense that um, normally when a team comes through like um, um, Kildare Palace, Kenry, um, you'd be saying, no, they're into the knockout stages. They're they're um, sixty minutes away from a semi final place. That they're, that they're they're in bonus territory. I'm not so sure that that applies to um to um. Kildaimo Palace-Kinry. Kildaimo Palace-Kinry are in the quarterfinal because they richly deserve to be there with their performances. Like, they didn't have the best start to the campaign this year, Jack, in that they lost to newly promoted Mungret St. Paul's in the opening round. But by God, did they make it, did they make it up since, you know, with, 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 with four straight wins and did it in style. And I suppose the real turning point that clinched it for them was when John Chalk got that late goal to beat Bally Brown. That that probably sealed the deal for them, and you know this this is this is an early chance for them uh, to benchmark themselves against what they will be coming up week in week out um, next year in Section A. And um, I, I I would certainly say that Kildama Palace are not going to Kilmalak on on Saturday afternoon to make up numbers. Now they 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 come up against um, a very very strong. Uh, June team who tick an awful lot of boxes. Um, now they they did have um, if you know a few disappointments I suppose in 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 the in the um, in in the group campaign. But I suppose in the swings and roundabouts, you know, they they they, they were unlucky to lose to Napiersik in the opening round when they were hit by that late Napiersik tsunami that 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 you know that rescued them. Uh, what uh, what would fivers Less than ten minutes to go looked most unlikely, yeah. and uh, then they, they probably had their luck when when um, Patrick Cummins got that very late goal against Patrick's well, and uh, we saw him then in 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 the in that clash with Kilmallock down in Fedimer, and and um, you know they were they, they they both sides were you know they, it was a stellar cast you know for that game, but both sides were down some of their stars. Uh, on that particular occasion, um, for instance, Barry Murphy didn't play. Adam English didn't play for for Dune. Um, uh, Paddy O'Brien, Michal Hulahan, Oshin O'Reilly didn't play for Kilmallock. They lost Shane O'Brien after five minutes. But you know, they did. Dune and Kilmallock on that particular semi-final served up a game that was, you know, befitting of a county that has won four of the last five All Irelands. Um, we we got a little. It was a little microcosm of why Limerick is hurling is in such a strong place at the moment. So they, they, they will be facing a very strong Dune team, and as I said, it 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 will be their first opportunity and an early opportunity for them to benchmark themselves. Um, you know, with what life is going to be like in Section A in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think you make a good point there, and it's it's almost like a free hit in that regard. They're they're going to play doing next year, regardless. But you know these quarterfinals don't come around very often. We've seen a lot of teams get to the, these kind of stages. The likes of Maru Bohar were there, and I think as recently as eighteen, and Nakani were there now, and they'll be an intermediate next year. The two of them, you know, so it, it can turn quite quickly. So for Kildare, would be kind of strike while the iron is hot. And, and to be fair to Kildare, they've been juggling. 
hurling football for 11 weeks on a row. Um, the footballers obviously lost at the weekend, but they consolidated their position as a senior club, as a dual senior club. And not only that, the only dual senior club to get to two quarterfinals. So with the football in the rearview mirror, you know, they, they did the job they set out to do there and, and survive. And not only to survive, got to quarterfinal. But now they can put all their eggs into the hurling basket. That it is pretty much a free hit for Gillian Palace Kinnery. And wouldn't, you wouldn't put past them with all they've achieved in recent years. No, I, I, I certainly wouldn't put anything past them. Um, June uh, um, will have to tread very warily in this one, Jack, because um, free hit or whatever, you know, Kiltaymo are going to give this everything. You know, uh, they probably see themselves into bonus territory, but bonus territory that they, that, that they deserve to be in. And they're there for a reason, Jack. But you, you see, they're... they're um, South Liberties and 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 Kilgamo Palace Kendry are confronted on at the weekend with with breaking through a barrier that no team from Section B has done um, since the present format came into being, and that is um, a team from Section B winning a quarter final. But that that record just can't go on forever because um, we were wondering there, or we were lamenting there for a couple of years that the gap wasn't closing. But by God, Jack, it was very, very close last year. We could, we, yeah, we could have had the two teams from Section B were distinctly unlucky that they didn't make it to the semi-finals. Yeah, i.e., Adair and, yeah, and South Liberties. You know, and conversely to that, Patrick Swell and Kilmallock obviously got the springboard off that quarter-final to go on and reach the county final. So whoever comes through this weekend's games will be looking for more of the same. But Talking about Patrick's well and South Liberties there, you know, Patrick's well were very lucky to get past the there last year and South Liberties were very unlucky to fall to Kilmallock. They're meeting this weekend. Obviously, Patrick's well haven't been the same as they were last year. Losing a player, Keen Lynch, is going to do that show. We spoke at length about that. But I suppose for South Liberties going into the final game, it wasn't in their hands. Things worked out and they, they got through and they're going to be in, in Section 2 next year again after finishing second. But They'll want to go one further than last year. And if they produce performance like they did in the Gaelic rounds last year against Kilmallock, they could very easily overturn Patchwell on Sunday afternoon. They, they could. They could possibly, Jack, but it, it, it will take that level of performance, no no less. And you you, you must remember that they, 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 they scored five goals against Kilmallock on that occasion, which was which was fantastic. And that at one stage, they, they, they looked as if they were... They, they were literally careering to a place in the semi-final, but Kilmallock revived and got back into the game. And Well, I suppose it's fair to say Kilmallock never during that game really lost touch. But um, if they were to replicate that performance in, in, in Kilmallock on Sunday, it's going to make life very, very difficult for Patrick's Well. Like, it's a Patrick's Well team without Keane Lynch and without the huge influence of Brian Murray, the goalkeeper, who has retired. And as we have flagged in this in this particular medium um, over recent weeks, um, replacing Brian Brian Murray necessitated robbing Peter to pay Paul. In 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 that they had to withdraw Jason Galan, who who we all know what he did in the quarterfinal last year with those four points in as many minutes late in the game to, to mm. transform um, uh, what looked like a defeat into victory, and he's he's gone back into goals now. So. 
Um, he, he's going to be a loss to 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 the forward line, but he certainly is a very, very, very worthy replacement of Ryan Murray. But um, I, I, I saw Patrick well, Jack, in, in, in the penultimate round against the Dune, and I, I, I thought they did very, very well. And they looked to be home and hosed when they went in injury time. It was level going into injury time. When, when they struck over two points, um, uh, Calvin Carroll got the first. He had come on as a sub, as far as I recall. And Dermot Burns from distance, of course, got the second. Dermot, who's captain of Patrick's Well this year. And, uh, and um, um, but they, they were undone by that late Patrick Cummins goal. Um, but they went on then and, and beat Adair. Um, margin of victories between Patrick's Well and Adair count for very little, Jack, because the stakes are so high. It, it, it's one of those most full-blooded uh, local derbies that we have in this county. And and we have seen, and it's a cliche to say, farm goes out the window um, when those two meet. But um, it, it was a question in, in, in the fifth round for Patrick's Well. They were in a place now that they hadn't been for a number of years, fighting to stay in, 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 in the knockout phase of the championship. But they got the job done, Jack. And... Um, I, I would say that we have seen the best of Patrick's well in the last two games, which which augurs well, you know, going forward into the knockout phase. So um, Patrick's well don't do rolling over, Jack. They're not 20 no. time Limerick champions for nothing, you know. And um, like in the absence of Keane Lynch, we, we have seen the enormous contribution of his fellow countymen, um, Dermot Burns and Anne Galan, who really, really have taken the leadership thing by the scruff of the neck. And, and um, um, you know, Patrick's well will be formidable on Saturday, and on Sunday, sorry. And if, if South Liberties are to overturn them, anything less and maybe even more than the level of performance they showed in last year's quarterfinal will be necessary. Yeah, and I think for Patrick Swell at the start of the year, and we spoke about it, that they probably would have been looking at the quarterfinal as to win their season would probably start. Now, they, they did have to negotiate games and, you know, left it late to get through, but they probably would have thought, you know, they'd, they'd have enough to get through, not on form. And now is the time that they do have to hit the form because, you know, South Liberties will be really up for it. And yes, Stoon and Patrick Swell are favourites, there's no doubt about that. And, it's looking like we're going to have the same four again. But as you rightly pointed out there in the previews, there is scope for KP and South Liberties. And they'll both come with confidence that if either Pashwell or Dune fail to show up, that they'll be there to pounce. But, you know, interesting games. We, we have our favourites, but I'll get you to call. I'll give predictions uh, later on in the podcast. Moving on then to the, the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. And, and you know... It always delivers, but I think it's delivering more this year than ever before. Um, I'll get up the table for you now, if we can get wrap our heads around it. This weekend, we've Nakani versus Nagasa West, Drummond Laka versus Linru, Brough versus Capamore, and Effin versus Monaline. And I might talk through the permutations I'd, I have there beside me, and I'll just put myself up here before. And, but like this is when you're going to have to read off a screen, because there's so much play for man. Before we get into it, we, we've never had a stage where into the final round there's no team qualified. No team qualified, Jack, and six notionally at least in the race for four places. 
Yeah, I'm making the point always that this competition never fails to deliver surprise, excitement, and good hurling. And it has been one of the most successful competitions that, that we have in, in, in the county. And this year is absolutely phenomenal altogether. The only thing that's decided going into the last day, believe it or not, is that McKinney are relegated and that Capamore yeah. are going nowhere. They, they, they can't be relegated, nor they can't qualify. So um, after that, Jack, I, I tried to do the permutations and, and, and the, for, for the match programme and on the paper. Um, I did them all on the basis that there'll be wins, Matthew, but were there to be a draw to, to scupper most of those, you know? Yeah, just to look through here what I have, um, we we'll start with Mona Lean, who, who topped the table. Um, I said a winner or a draw. If they play F and a winner or a draw would be good enough for them. I think we're, we're, we're clear with that. You know, if they we're lose... We're clear on that. Yeah, when it comes in, if they lose, then they, they need a lot to go against them. Mona Lean look to be the team in pole position. I think it's fair to say they're on when, nine points. The, the Mona Lean are vulnerable in so far as that were Bruff and Glen Roo to win. Um, sorry, am I am I right there? Well, Brooklyn, Roo, if... Newcastle, Brooklyn, Roo, Newcastle West to win. They'd all move to nine points with, with, with the other three decided by scoring difference. And here, I, I think Newcastle West are at a disadvantage on, unless they have a big win over Nakani at the weekend. Would that be your analysis of it, yeah, Jack? I'm... Yeah, um, looking at here, Moline around nine points with a plus 16 score difference. Effin around eight with a plus 15. Bruff, Glenru, Newcastle all on seven. Bruff plus 14, Glenru plus 12. And as you said, Newcastle are plus two. So when it comes to scoring difference, Newcastle are the outliers, but they do play Nakani, who are already relegated. Now we've seen relegated sides put it up in, in the final round already. The, um, Blackrock are one that stand out in that final round in the senior championship. But if and then, if they win, they're true. They know that as well because they're playing one lean, that they'll leapfrog one lean and they'll top the group as well. So, you mean four go through, top place four, second place third. So, they'll be playing in the four place team. But again, if they lose them, they could miss out. If the other three teams win, they it won't go to score that's difference. True, so, if true. and lose. If F and Lewis, Bruff, Glenroe and Newcastle go ahead of them. And then you have the three sides on seven. I have it there. Bruff, Glenroe and Newcastle West. So if if they all win, they'll all go to nine points. Um, and they'll, it'll go. To, it'll definitely go to scoring difference then because top four go through. It might include Mona Lean in that. Lean lose. It might include F and, if Mona Lean and F and play out a draw. But simply put, really is... Newcastle have to win and either hope the other two lose or improve their scoring difference. Brough and Glenroe will know that they're comfortably ahead of them in that regard that a win should be enough. But it's it's never that simple in Premier Intermediate. But if you were if you were to simplify it for those three teams, that's probably the basis of it. Yeah, but, but um that that is um no if 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 um Oh, if one of the other two teams, <laughs> you know, so we could have head-to-heads, you know, well, we possibly could, but it's, it's unlikely, you know. The, you could have a scenario where um, Brough and Newcastle West would lose, Glenroe would lose, and then you'd have four teams on seven points. 
Yeah, that's where Drum Atletica come in. They they have to beat okay. Glenn Rule. Yeah, and uh, they have to beat him uh, handsomely because they're minus eleven at the moment. They are, yeah, they are. Um, they see they will fourth is is own is all or they could finish they could finish third. No, they can't. They can only finish fourth. What I have for Drum Atletica, they need to win to have any chance. Um, if they win and Newcastle and Brough also win. They'll qualify with their head-to-head against Glenroe, so they're hoping for results elsewhere. That's where their scoring difference wouldn't matter. No, 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 that, that's not correct. No, that's not correct, Jack. That's not correct. Um, if 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 um, Newcastle West and Brough win and Glenroe lose, it'll be Newmoney F and Brough and Newcastle West going oh, through. Yes, you are right. Yeah, I'm 16 there. Yeah, listen to what Matt said there. Um, just. On head to heads altogether, um, Brough beat Glenru, um, the and they beat Effin as well, but they were they lost Newcastle, um, and Newcastle and Glenru drew. So those three teams on seven. That's how the head to heads work there. Yeah. So to clarify, there Drummond Laka need to win. I need to win big, and to hope Newcastle and Effin one of those lose also. You could say now that Drummond Atlaka you know, are, are looking for huge favours. I suppose you could say they're into snooker territory, um, to use that parlance. Um, it's going to be difficult for them, but notionally at least they have a chance of going through. But it will, it will necessitate a huge win against Glenroe on, on Saturday, which I think is probably unlikely. Yeah, then 12 and Drummond Atlaka are minus nine. So they have to win by eleven nine. points. They'd have to win by eleven points to get ahead of Glenroe first of all, and hope Newcastle yeah. lose. If they won by eleven, Newcastle only have to lose by two points for them to, to get ahead of them. But I mean, this is all this is all hearsay. But um, that's how how we are in, in the Premier Intermediate Championship. Always delivers sometimes. It's too much for us to even comprehend, but I'll get predictions in a while. But it is Nakani and Newcastle West, uh, Monaline and Effen, Brough, Capamore, and Drummond at Laka versus Glenroe. But as I said, I'll get your predictions mm-hmm. in a while for that. But well, it, Jack, before you get it, my it predictions, I, can I give you a health warning about predictions that, um, you know, I have a peerless record in being hopelessly wrong in predicting the Premier Intermediate. Yeah, I, I, I think the parent immediate is where is where a lot a lot of men fall down in, in their predictions. It's which is brilliant in a way, you know, um, for for a competition like that. But it is, it's just, it's so I hard. I sometimes to call. think this that the intermediate teams got it in for me, you know. Yeah, well, I'd say you don't mind getting it wrong uh, as long as uh, Glenroe are in the final four, whichever way it pans out. But it will be very interesting. Regardless of who comes through, that we will have, you know, four teams that will have finished, you know, very close in the table. Um, we'll say like Monlin can get to ten, Effen can or Monlin can get to eleven, Effen can get to ten, Brough, Glenroe, Newcastle can all can get to seven. There won't be a huge gap between any teams that play, especially after seven rounds of games. But it's it's brilliant to see. Um. But what, we'll what the upshot of it all? What the upshot of it all, Jack, will be that we'll have two mouth watering semi-finals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, whatever, whatever way it pans out in the 
in the knockout stages, it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, we also have quarterfinals in the championship to look forward to this weekend. I might, I'll just say out the fixture, man, and you can just give us a small, I suppose, indication of where you think it's going to go. Um, starting this Friday with Patrick Swell versus Dune. Patrick Swell obviously won all their games. Second in Group Three to St. Kieran's. Uh, Patrick Swell continue their winning run. Yeah, the, the first thing I would say, Jack, is full credit to both Patrick Swell and Dune. These are senior clubs, and this is their second sides. Um, it's it's a fantastic tribute to them. And to add to that, Jack, um, the performance of Dune in winning the winning the East Junior B Hurling Championship last weekend when they beat Fermanagh in the final, um, like mm. that that's a phenomenal that's a phenomenal achievement on on on, on the part of Dune. Like um, to be contesting senior and junior at such a high level, and later in the year junior B, um, uh, it's very hard to call this one, and uh, uh, because we're we're into the territory now of of um, where 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 groups are crossed, and it's very very hard to determine which 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 um, which of the groups was the, was the stronger of the groups, um, I you know. You're asking me to call it, you know, <laughs> toss a line, Jack, um, between these two. I look probably yeah. doing, but doing it on a winning run. It can be con- become contagious, you know. And um, yeah, look, I, I, you know, cautiously go for doing that, Sam. Yeah, um, I saw doing first time, but I would, I'm going to go password on this one. Just they wonder. There are five group games, which isn't easy to do themselves and Kieran's the only ones to do that. So I'm just going to cautiously go patch as well. Uh, that's Friday. Then on Saturday afternoon in FINA, we have drum Broadford versus Castletown. And I'd always be of the opinion that Castletown and Belligran are one of the top contenders. It hasn't gone like that in recent years. And Drum are a coming side in, in both codes again. Another one, Another difficult one to call. Yeah, but like it, it, the Junior Air Championship is serving up some mouthwatering, um, uh, mouthwatering, um, you know, games, and uh, you know we we wanted to reflect back twelve months, Jack, to the to the um, last year um, in the Munster Clubs Championship when Caroline ran Belly Giblin to a point, desperate and lucky not to win the game, and Belly Belly Giblin subsequently went on to the All Ireland win the Munster Championship. And contest the All Ireland final, in which they were beaten by a point from a, a sideline ball by Munkine, I think. You know, um, yeah, th- that will give you an idea that it's a very, very decent standard. Um, you know, I I have been a proponent of the the, the chances of Castletown Valley Grand um, for a number of years now because I, I think they're a very, very strong side. Now they've lost Ben O'Hurley, who would be um, former Limerick minor player. Um, he he's 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 gone abroad. Um, no, no doubt he has left the gap after him. But I I, I still fancy him. Um, Castletown Ballygrand, you know, it has to turn for him sometime. And in in fairness to Castletown Ballygrand, Jack, in this competition they haven't enjoyed the best of luck. Um, in 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 in, in recent years at times. Look, I, I fancy him. I find it hard to back against them. Colohar, they're not long down from intermediate. Um, they'll have that experience. But I, I'm going for Castletown Valley, Grant. 
Yeah, I'm going to go against you on this one again. I have been for Castel Pellegrin for as long as we've been doing this podcast, but there's just something about Drum this year that I think that they'll get the job done. The following day on Sunday, then in the Bog Garden with Fricora and Khalidi. And I remember when these pairings were put together, I did think, I thought, I think the winner will come from this. I know it's, it's way out to be calling things like that, but I just have a feeling that whoever can come through this game could go on to be crowned champions. Who I think will win is for a different day, but you know, again, very, very hard to call this one. Very, very hard to call. Like, um, Kalidis have uh, Kalidi have been flirting around for a number of years, you know, in the concluding stages. Um, they have been pretenders um to the crown. Um I think this this one is going to be um a very, very tight one as well. Like if 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 you if you were to pick, you know, despite the randomness of the draw, and there was no draw took place in this time because the pairings came, but you had the group stages originally were drawn at random. You know, you 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 couldn't sit down and 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 pick um, more difficult games to to decide. Um, Kalidi have great experience at this level, Jack. But then, then there is Krikora Minister and a certain Mr. Cahal O'Neill. Um, you know, I, I, I'm leaning towards Krikora Minister in this one. Yeah, it's been a long time since Krikora were in a knockout game from my, uh, I suppose, research. And I think they'll be keen to make up for last time, especially with a, pair, a player of the calibre of Cahal O'Neill. And, you know, sometimes a player like that can be the difference in these games. And, Finally, then, on Tuesday evening in Dune, the meeting of Sims and Kiltili Drum Keen. Um, Kiltili obviously have some very nice herders, but I, I think for me, St. Kieran's have been steadily building over the last 18, 24 months, and I think they're going to get through this game anyway. First, give my two cents. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, their comparison with Kiltaimo Palace is valid in that they were duly involved with between the Senior Football Championship and uh, the Junior A Hurling Championship. Now, they bowed out of the Senior Football Championship last Saturday. Um, so their full focus, we'll say, for the, the eight or ten days leading into the game and doing on Tuesday night will, will, will be on hurling. Now, they were unlucky in, in, in the county final last year and uh, they will fancy um, going one better this year and and for me, um, it now um, Kilkenny Drumkeen only scrape into the quarterfinals. Um, they 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 had a bit of luck on the last day and the last round, and and um, yeah, for me, it 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 it's 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 um, Saint Kieran's and that one, Jack. Yeah, that's our our, our four quarterfinal ties in the junior junior hurling championship. I've been very very hard to call, but. Like four games over five or six days, you know, the first game Friday, then you've Saturday, Sunday, and you've Tuesday, you can get to all of them if they're not clashing else, but they're none of them clashing with each other, which is which is a good thing to see. Um moving on to ladies football, Matt, and this weekend we have a host of ladies football finals, but we'll we'll stick with Capamore on Sunday. The doubleheader, the intermediate and junior finals in the intermediate. We have Ula versus Nakeni, and then in the junior, we have a Han versus Galtigales. Um, starting with the intermediate, and you, you touched there a minute ago on teams getting to a final and coming back the following year to, to try and get to win. Ula are in the same situation. They're only 60 minutes 
away from bouncing back to, to last last year. And, you know, they played a drum team that had won the championship the previous year. So they'll feel like probably drum shouldn't have been in the competition last year. But you you have to fancy Ula this weekend. Yeah, um, they're, 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 they're looking strong. But just to give you a small bit of a background to it, um, they, they they will have to tread very cautiously in Captain Moore on, on Sunday because um, in the group stages, Jack, um, Narkeni suffered heavy defeats to both Ula and Maru Bohor. And, you know, they, they, they still qualified for the knockout stages. But they have already avenged the defeat by Maru Bohor, who, whom they have beaten in the semi-final. Um, so um, I'm sure that Ula will be will be taking cognizance of, of that this week as they prepare for the final. But U- Ula, there, they're, they're, Ula won the County Junior A Championship in 2016, Jack, and they have been there or thereabouts um, at intermediate level. They have never been below a semi-final level. In the interim years, so um, like he, they nearly see it as their right this year to go one better than they did last year. Now it was very close last year. It was one ten to two four in in the final. Yeah. And and um, uh, as you rightly flagged, Jack, um, because of the pandemic, there had been no promotion or relegation the previous year, which meant that Drum Bradford were allowed to um, to um, defend their title and that they did but certainly they got a stern examination from 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 Ula and Ula will be looking to 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 go one better this year um and um looking at the the, the line outs um they 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 they, 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 they would appear to have the wherewithal in terms of experience because it's a very very young and youthful um um Nakeni team and it, 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 it's an Akeni team that has gone through an awful lot of transition, Jack, because they were county intermediate champions. They beat Atay in the county intermediate final in 2018. And But their sojourn at, at, at senior level was all too short because they were relegated the following year following a defeat by St. Bridget's in the relegation final. And they, they, they have been... Um, trying to rebuild since, and they, they have about nine survivors from the team that won in 2018. But what they have is a, a, a lot, an awful lot of very, very good young players that have won county under 14, under 16, eight titles coming through. Um, so some very, very top players. So I, I, I would be inclined to discount to a certain degree what transpired between these sides in the opening round. It probably count for something, but I think very little on 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 uh, on on Sunday. But I I I'm I'm going with Ula because of the experience element, and because you know the motivation is going to be there. Having lost last year and lost so narrowly, they will want to atone this year. I I think it will probably drive them. Yeah, you know they have four or five players with all Ireland medals, like um you know so. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Ula. I think I I, I think Ula look look um best place to win it, but I I, I wouldn't discount Nakeni. Yeah, I I'd be I'd be favouring Ula as well, but it is it is hard to beat a team twice in one year because you know you can kind of take your eye off the ball a small bit if you beat them 
and the other team then will be, will be going on for revenge. But I suppose in the county final, there's, there's no lack of motivation for either side. That's on a half three in Capamore. It'll be live streamed um, at Sporting Rick. So anyone that can't make Capamore can watch it live. And I suppose the curtain raiser then at one o'clock is a hand versus Galti Gales. Um, just looking at their their semi-finals, Matt, you know, Galti Gales were very good against St. Aylby's, but a hand beat last year's finalists at Hay, you know, by, by four points, which it's kind of the, the conundrum then. Do you want a semi-final where, you know, you you win comfortably and you show it about her, one that you just get through and it gives you confidence then to, to go into the final? If it was my choice, Jack, I'd go for the one that I had to to, to battle to get through. Um, you know, winning a semi-final, um, you know, by a substantial margin is not the ideal preparation going into a final. But um, these sides have met already this year, Jack, in the league and down in, in Mackie Park and um, uh, Galtic Gales won on, on that occasion. Now, I think on that particular day that um, Han were down a few players but it, it, it's a strong Gale side. They have, they have been very, very impressive. Like Jack, this, 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 this is a phenomenal performance by Galtic Gales. Now, I, I, I have been extolling the virtues of Galtic Gales men, um, you, you know, through these podcasts. But the, the, the club was only formed in 2010, Jack, which is 12 years ago. They, did, they didn't field an adult until 2015. And I think they won the Junior B in 2017. And now they're on the threshold of possibly winning the junior A and advancing up to intermediate. Like it, 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 it's it's a phenomenal rise through the ranks by any by any yardstick or benchmark. Um, uh, but um, Han are not going there making up the numbers. No, they they they, they beat last year's finalists um, uh, at Hay. Uh, sorry, yeah, last year's finalists and runners up at Hay. Now, a table very, very convincingly beaten in last year's one. We, we, we've got to recall that by, by, by Adair. Adair, yeah. So, yeah. but I, I think this is set up for a very, very good game now. And um, I'm I'm leaning towards Galtic Gales to win. And I'm not being parochial or being, being parochial in terms of South Limerick or being in terms of my neighbours here. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for the Gales to win this one. Yeah, it, look, it, it's always great to see teams up and coming and, and whatever they're doing out there in Engelsburg, Kilbeheny area, it, it's definitely working for ladies football and and the men's game. But as I said, those games well, are streamed at one o'clock. And ha- go on. You know they haven't they haven't the huge uh, you know poor players to, um, to 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 select from because it isn't as if they have the whole Galtys to select from because you must remember there's a very, very strong ladies football team in Bally Landers. So yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're basic, they're, the girls are basically looking to their own resources, which we have, um, you know, which we have charted often enough in, in men's football. You know, it's a strictly rural area with, with, with a very, very low population. And then um, like I, 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 I think in 12 years, it's a, it's a phenomenal rise through the ranks. Oh, they, they have a couple of players that have yeah. won All-Ireland. You know, Granny Cronin and Shelley Walsh have won All-Ireland in 2018. And um, um, they have a couple of girls that, that featured with the Limerick minor team, inclu- including Leah Quan. And, of course, Leah Quan is, is the daughter of, of football legend John Quan. 
you know. So yeah, that would be a name to look out for. Yeah, can't be breeding like that. So to have a player of that quality to to guide you from an early age will only stand you in good stead. But I suppose moving uh, way across the pond, keeping on the theme of, of ladies football, you have an update from Michael Cusack out in Sydney, I believe. Yeah, Michael Cusick says, as 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 you know, um, uh, the three Cunningham sisters who play Camogie with Kilidi and then ladies football with with them. Um, from Colour Broadford, Anya, of course, who captained um, Drum to Victory last year in, in the Intermediate Championship and who was a member of the, the Limerick Senior Camogie team, a very, very important member of it, may I add. Herself, Roisin and, and Emer um, went went down under this year and, and they, they they linked up with Father Cases and, uh, sorry, Father Cases as I would, Mikey Cusick's. And, and they're blazing a trail down there because... Um, they, they helped. They helped um, Michael Cusick to complete three in a row in 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 the New South Wales Senior Ladies Football Championship. Now they weren't the only Limerick girls on it. There were, there were five in total. Um, uh, the, the goalkeeper was Linda Lodge from Old Mill, and and uh, Sarah Nix was also on the panel from Newcastle West, but was not available on the day of the final. Um, they beat Cormac McAnellan's very, very convincingly in the final. Um, following the final, that was two weeks ago, following the final, um, the, 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 the three Cunningham sisters were selected for um, New South Wales for the interstate games. And they helped them to win, um, win the interstate championship um, last Sunday. Now, two of the girls, two of the Cunningham girls, Emer and Anya, were selected for the interstate camogie, and they also won that. So they're, they're, they're certainly blazing a trail down under, and um, they're, they're sadly missed here. But um, you know, it, 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 it isn't as if they have forsaken Gaelic games. They, 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 they're certainly very much to the fore down under. Yeah, wherever the Gundams go, success seems to follow them. It's unique, um, I suppose, treble in a way that they won the. The senior Camogie Championship here in, in, in 2020. They won intermediate football in 2021 and they're winning all around them in Australia. So fair play to them for, for flying the Limerick flag down under. It's become a very popular destination for people, but it's great to see that they're they're sticking to their roots. Yeah, well, it's, it's the great that, you know, Michael Cusick's could could um could could, uh, could um, um count on, on four Limerick girls starting and a fifth girl who would have probably been starting but wasn't available on the day. Um, it's just fantastic. Um, but you know, great credit to the people that that go out and 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 go to these places, you know, and and um, uh, promote Gaelic games. Um, it's it's absolutely um, it's absolutely fantastic. And I know we have a listenership um, um, and a viewership um, down under. And to, to all of them, we say, well done, lads. Greetings from Ireland. Yeah. It's- it's late and it's late now over in Australia. So I, I presume they're not waiting up to, to listen to us at one or two o'clock in the morning. But I think I have a Michael Cusack jersey at home. Uh, I think Conor Ryan brought it home. I think that's who he was playing. But I've seen Darrow wear a train now, right? So um, it's a stronghold here in Ballystein. But um, moving from ladies football briefly into Camogie, Matt, because you know it, it's kind of up in the air at the moment that we will have the intermediate and junior finals. We know that we went through that with 
Adair and, and Croke to meet in the intermediate final. But just on the senior, like if you could, I suppose, enlighten people as to what's going on, because I presume people will be wondering what's going on but there is there is issues behind the scene that's delaying it and it's it's difficult for the players first and foremost but for also people trying to, to follow us yeah you, you know i would enlighten people if i was enlightening myself jack it's 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 it, it, it's just like that at the moment but things seem to be at an impasse at the moment whilst there's i think a number of, of appeals pending but um, one thing we can say for for for, for definite um, is that Ahan and uh, Kilidi are are true to the semi-finals. We 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 would like, um, you know, we're into October, we're into deteriorating weather conditions. We'd like to spare a thought for th- those two clubs um, who are literally bystanders in all this, and you know, would have been realistically thinking that their championship would be nearly over by now, but. It's in the other group where the problem lies. And at the moment, my understanding is that it's subject to a couple of appeals to the Munster Council. And pending the resolution of those appeals um, will determine who the semi-finalists will be and um, when the semi-finals will be on. Um, There was an outstanding game in Group 2, which which was played last weekend. And Brough had a big win over over Granagat. Ballengarry, which you you know it it it, it only you know we, we said it at the start of the year that Brough were a side to watch, and like that they 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 certainly are an improving side, and the scalp of Ballen, Ballengarry they don't come much bigger than that, and you must remember that they put Newcastle West to the pin of their collar, <coughs> but that, that there's a strong possibility that Brough will miss out on the A semi-finals, um, the way it's configured at the moment. Yeah, just I know an update there. Um, a good win by but whether they'll be in, be in the the quarters or in the semi-finals remains to be seen. Um, we obviously had a lot of football action over the weekend, gone Matt, and just briefly on the senior football championship semi-finals are pushed out to twenty third, so there's there's room for teams to recover. But we had K, we had Father Casey's and Monaline coming through. I suppose for Father Casey's, it was definitely. A long way it coming to an end. You know, it's incredible to think it was 2009. Their previous win in the knockout stages of the Senior Football Championship, considering I think it was only two or three years in the intervening years, they actually missed out in the quarterfinals, you know. So it was a long time coming. They got the job done. Um, Nine-point winners over KP, but Kalina Palace definitely hurt. There's, there's no doubt in that. But for Casey's, it'll give them huge confidence that they've got over that hoodoo. They also had a really good group campaign. You know, they only lost Newcastle by point, and that's five wins and losing Newcastle by one point is a very good way to prepare going into a semi final. Yeah, they're, they're they're in a strong position, Jack. They're they they're in a very strong position, and um, uh, as you rightly said, four wins in the group game. But it, it's not just the, the margin of victory or anything like that. Um, that will be the major boost for them. The, the, the real boost here, Jack, is the fact that 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 they are rested, that horrendous long losing sequence in the knockout stages dating all the way back to 2009. But I suppose um, we, we, we should not be entirely surprised because 
As I said in last week's podcast, I, I, I've seen Father Casey a couple of times. Very, very, very impressed with him on one occasion. Less than impressed with him on another occasion. But as I did make the point, all they could play at any stage is what was put in front of them. But um, I, 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 I think they're getting it right. Um, they're in the semi-final on merit. They've had a good group stage. They've now got that vital win in, 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 in the knockout stages on, under their belts. And and um, it's onwards and upwards from now on. You know, we'll be talking about the semi-finals in, in two weeks' time, but um, I, 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 I don't think Adair will really relish the thought of facing Father Casey, plus the fact that Adair have had such a long layoff now and and Father Casey will yeah. have the benefit of, of a quarter-final going into it. So um, very, very, very interesting, but... Um, um, Father Casey's, in in my opinion, you know, at this remove, there are four teams left in it. I would say to the other three, beware of Father Casey's. Yeah, they were they were actually they were very good. Now, in fairness, because I had seen KPE the previous week, and you know they they held us very well, and we've some good forwards, but Rory O'Brien just caused havoc in the in the KPE events. He was very very good now, um, and he, he scored. He might have scored one four, but he probably won three or four scoreable frees then as well. Martin Scannell was only too happy to clip over. So they're a very, very dangerous side. Once he got past St. Kieran's, eight points to six. I wasn't there, but I, I can't imagine it was a classic. They did it down to 14 men for a full half. And we did say Mona Lean are a different beast in the knockout stages, but they do have Newcastle West to come. But as you said, we'll be talking about that in two weeks. But talking about layoffs... Um, and, and it arises bigger issues. And the Pierce Street this weekend would be in quarterfinal well, action against just, um, um, You're going away there from the senior football. Um, <coughs> yes, um, I, I was at the Mona Lean game, but I was also at the relegation final on Sunday. I was going to um, wait to finish on a, on a positive note for you. <laughs> what? I was going to wait very, very, to finish very, on, very a, on a positive, positive note for you, but go on, yeah. I, I, I was at the morning lead St. Kieran's game, Jack. I was very, very disappointed with the quality of the fare that was on, off, on offer. It was nine points to, to six, actually. And I, I, I was desperately disappointed with the performance of St. Kieran's because I thought they were handed a huge advantage um, about three minutes before half time when, when um, Monoline were reduced to 14 players. And they had to play the entire second half. Um, with 14 players. Now, looking at the second half, um, Monlin came out after half time and they were like men possessed. They, you know, they really, really went for it. Really went for it. And and all over the field. And um, they, they, they were full value for their win. But like, this, this was anything but a game for the purists. And <coughs> Monlin will have to show considerable improvement, Jack, if they have to trouble Newcastle West. But I, we know in the past that they're capable of doing that. But, you know, just to give you some some naked statistics of the game, like John Hayes got five of the six points for um, for St. Kieran's. Four of them were from freeze. Like Jack Connons got five yeah. frees for, um, for, um, for um, Monoline. Monoline. Like, it, 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 these are, 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 are damning statistics in many ways. That, uh, you know, it, it, it was a poor, poor game of football now, Jack. There's, there's no hiding behind it. Um, it, 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 it. It was a poor game. Now, St. James, I saw him a couple of times during the year, and 
I thought on, on Saturday they did not do themselves justice. Um, they're better than that, and they, they will be very, very disappointed at the, at the manner in which they bowed out of the championship, Jack, after what was a very, very promising group stage. You must remember that this was the same Kearns team that just 12 months ago and two years ago were, were battling relegation. And, and they look more like yeah. a relegation side on, 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 um, on Saturday than they did a quarterfinal team. I, I was terrible. I was disappointed with him, and I was disappointed for him because it 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 just didn't happen for him on the day. But you know, we saw an outstanding footballer in John Hayes, and we saw another outstanding one in Brian Donovan from from Monaleen. Yeah, I I just we both um, backed Kieran's to win, and I thought from seeing him that they had just got their house in order and a lot of the players back from injuries. But obviously, you know, they didn't get the job done, but. Ever outside performance, you know, these games are there for winning and that's what Mona Lean consistently do in the knockout stages of the Senior Football Championship. You you had mentioned that it looked kind of like a relegation or teams fighting for relegation. You were at the relegation final on Sunday. It must have been a very, very tense and tough hour, first hour for you. But eventually, Bailanders opened up uh, 216 to 111 winners over Galbleeds and Galbleed back. The intermediate championship after they won it in in 2017. And before I get into the game, when was the last time Bylanders were relegated, Matt? Well, I, I could I, I can't say, but um they 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 have 24 years now on the top flight. They'll be going into the they they, they won the intermediate in, in 1998 and they won the senior in 1999. Danny Murphy captained them to win it. Um so you know they're going into um their silver jubilee at senior level next year. And um, you're right, it was a very, very, very tense hour. And um, Jack, the, the, the first half of extra time, I, I would like to relive it and relive it and relive it because um, it, 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 it was a special period in the game. Now, just looking at the game, it's a, it, it, it was a good, decent game now, Jack. It was a good, decent game, a huge crowd, decent game. Um, you know, all this who shall before the game that, um, you know, that uh, this, that and the next thing was going to happen. Not a bit of it in the first 60 minutes, Jack. But it, it spilled over. It spilled over in in, 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 in extra time. And um, there was an incident which necessitated Mike, Mike um, Sexton, the referee, just, um, showing three red cards. And a um, couple of minutes later, um, uh, another two... Um, one from each side saw black cards. But, Jack, th- 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 this was nothing more than the, the product of, of fatigue and frustration. Um, it, it would be very, very hard to attribute culpability to any one side more than more than another. You know, um, a slight bit of the background to the whole thing, Jack, the last thing either of the sides wanted to do going into the game was put the other down. They're near neighbours, they're keen rivals, but... Um, at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're, south, they're south teams. And that, that point was made to me a couple of times, um, you know, before and after the game. But um, uh, Galbley started, flew out of the traps and, and, and uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy, who came back after injury and he scored seven points, um, one of them which was an absolute beauty, um, uh, which tied up the game at the three-quarter stages at 1-9 apiece. 
Um, up, to, up to that, it, it, it hadn't been looking great for Ballylanders because early in the second half, um, uh, Galbally had gone four points clear, one nine to one nine to um, one nine to eight points. Uh, sorry, one nine to one five. But <coughs> Stephen Fox <coughs> was fouled in the first half, and he put away the penalty himself. And immediately at the other end, the high ball into the Ballylanders square um, wasn't dealt with adequately by the Ballylanders defence and was was pounced on by Jerk Quinlan for, for a goal. All, all this happened in the space of two or three minutes. But at 1-9 to 1-5, it didn't look great for Ballylanders. Kieran Kelly kicked the point and then Jimmy Barry Murphy kicked three in a row, two frees and an absolute exquisite point um, to level matters. And... Galbally regained the lead, Ballylanders levelled. And then right at the death, the 63rd minute, Ballylanders were awarded a free about 60 metres out. And on comes Kieran O'Callaghan uh, to have a potted goal. He was coming on for a blood substitution. At, and um, his kick dropped literally a foot short of over the bar. It, it was a fantastic kick and it would have been a dramatic, it would have been the most dramatic way to win a game. And um, but it didn't the final whistle, and we were into injury time. Or sorry, into time added on, and in time added on, Ballylanders really went to town because they scored one four without reply, an absolutely delightful goal um, uh, by Danny Froon, finished into the corner of the net. You know, he he raced onto a pass from Owen Walsh, and there was only going to be one, one result. And then when the second period started, Liam Dinner he kicked two points within the first two minutes. Of 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 um, <coughs> of um, the resumption, and suddenly from 15 minutes earlier, you could say Jack Ballylanders were gone from level to being to being nine points ahead, and after that there was only going to be one winner. Now Galbally got a late point, but my heart goes out to Galbally. I'm so disappointed for them um, that, that 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 they're going down. They had a they had a youngish team out on 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 um, Sunday. And I, I have no doubt that they will bounce back. Yeah, it, it's it's obviously very disappointing, but you know there there is winners and losers in this. And for Ballylanders, to be fair, if you reflect on their whole season, we have done it before. But you know, they lost us by six. They lost the Kieran's by one. Now they, they get beat well by KP, but they lost to there by a single point, and they beat Celtic Gales then in in their final round again, and then they beat Ballylanders. So I mean, it wasn't the worst. Two wins, two no, very, no, and very narrow losses, if, and if you if you dig laps, behind you know, the so. if, you, if you dig behind the you know if you dig behind those statistics you know there were there were seven points up against um, Saint Kieran's, and um, um, Saint Kieran's kicked the goal in five points without reply to snatch victory. Now they did everything but beat a dare, and um, um, the, the, the the night against the dare. It was a night when Jimmy Barry Murphy was really sadly missed because when they were so close, um, you, you certainly needed him. Um, you know, he, he's he's a talisman in those type of situations and, and um, he would certainly have conjured up something for an equaliser or possibly conjured up something for a winner. Yeah, but I suppose these are these are how these things play out, but... The landers are safe anyhow, which is is the main thing for you. But I suppose well, commiserations to We were talking about the Premier Intermediate hurling um, a while ago, and 
they're in a similar situation to KP and 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 uh, St. Kieran's that we were talking about between Ballylanders and Tunroo, but it's a major boost to Tunroo now going into the final round of the Premier Intermediate. That that yeah. uh, the, the, the spectre of relegation for the footballers um is 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 off the agenda because there is a considerable crossover in players. Yeah, it will provide a huge boost. We were talking about um lengthy layoffs there. We had mentioned um a day in the football and it'll be Newcastle. Another team that's I suppose that the end that layoff is in the Piercing this weekend when they play uh Mungrish in Clahan on Saturday, three o'clock. You know, like for the Piercing point win walkovers they only had three group games so i mean it's been a long long time since they played um before you get into the game you know it just not only does the walkovers affect the teams that are playing on the day but it affects other teams as well you know does it like that yeah jack this is 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 very very disappointing um in in terms of competitive action um you're, you're facing into a semi-final um on next Saturday, with one team having played three games and not played a game since the 26th of August, and you, you have the other team having played um, six games, the, the last as recently as last weekend. Now, that, that, it's no fault of Munger St. Paul's, nor no fault of the Piercic, but um, um, it's, it's very, very difficult for the Piercic in that, in, in that type of situation. Like they, 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 had, they had only three games, Jack, and it was, it was really stop-stopped. And, and and you know it brings into focus, Jack, this this whole thing of walkovers. You know, which 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 has bedeviled them um, uh, a couple of competitions this year. We saw it was it in the under under nineteen football. They were all over the place. You know, there was one particular night where there were seven games fixed and five five walkovers and only two um two matches played. This, this type of thing is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Now, don't ask me what's the solution and what's the answer. But, like, um, there's no doubt going into this week's semi-final, Napiercic are the victims of it. it you know, yeah. they, they didn't look for walkovers. Napiercic didn't look for walkovers. But they got them. And they're, they're to their detriment now because, um, like, they haven't seen action since the 26th. Now, they, they, they were relegated last year, Jack, and you know, they 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 had realistic ambitions of making a quick return to 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 um senior football, but but I'm not so sure in the present um the, in the present circumstances that that that, that um it, it's going to be feasible for them now. Yeah, it's certainly advantage Munger considering they they beat Pats and beat Pats well. It was a three sixteen to two five, and Munger have been there thereabouts for a, for a long time, you know, and. This might be the break they need. The Piercing might come in cold. But again, it's a city derby. Um it's an interesting one. But I mean if you if you were to call it. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it from Munger Jack. I've uh, it will be one of our predictions, will it later? Mm, I hadn't planned on it because the other semi final isn't on yeah. this weekend, obviously. Uh yeah. Sennans and Drum is next week with drums. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm calling Munger for the reasons that I said and um uh, concurring there with the point that you made about um, uh, Mungret St. Paul's being knocking at the door for the last couple of years. Yeah, they'll have to break the ceiling eventually. I, I think it, it could be this weekend, but you know, 
we played in the Pearson game there, the fall outfit, but obviously they still have senior hurling ambitions and intermediate hurling ambitions, which, you know, will take a share of attention. But that game this Sunday, or this Saturday in Clahan at, at 3 o'clock, the, the City St. Senators versus Drum is the following weekend. Then, um, before we go into our predictions, Matt, as well, we do have a Munster Ladies Football quarter final uh, this Sunday in Killarney at 1 o'clock. Monagair are back in action at the famed Dr. Croaks Inter- Intermediate Championship. Last year, Monaghan obviously got to the final and lost to Kerry opposition. This time, this this time around, they start with Kerry opposition. But you'd imagine if you can come through the Kerry representative, that it probably will be your hardest test. Yeah, well, they 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 they, they got a, um, a fairly tough test last year, Jack, um, when they went down to Cork to win and beat Valley Rovers. So that like that that was. You know, the, the tests don't come much bigger than that, but they were eventually beaten by the Kerry champions, wasn't it? And, um, Castle Island, yeah, Desmond, it, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's, go, it's going to be it's going to it's going to be a it's going to be a difficult challenge for for Monaghan. Um, there, there's 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 no question about that, but you know, I feel they're up for it. You know, talking to them immediately after after the final last Sunday week, Jack, they 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 you know, um. Yeah, they, they they were about to celebrate, but they were also about to refocus very very quickly. Talking to Martin O'Sullivan, the manager, um, that they were going to <coughs> refocus immediately. And um, as as far as he was concerned, and I, I'm sure as uh, talking to some of the girls as well after, um, uh, Munster is now unfinished business for Monaghan, and um, certainly I think they will give a good account of themselves. Pity they hadn't home advantage, is what I say. You know, um, yeah, but it it, 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 is, it it is what it is, and and there is no point in focusing on the venue or anything like that. Um, they've just got to focus on the opposition and focus on getting the job done. Yeah, um, the best look to I suppose all the players and uh, Martin, as you said there, James Kelly, Joe Lee, Owen Hurley, all the boys involved, and they're playing in Killarney at one o'clock. It's a pity. It's it's clashing with the the. Lane. Ladies football finals. You know, best look to to Monaghan. They showed last year. Jamesy Kelly and Mike Mike Quilligan won't have to make a mad dash for any game like they had today at the county final. Um, You know, they have been so involved with them over the years. um, They had to make a mad dash at halftime in the final against St. Elby's two weeks ago and get to drum colour for the final group game of the football championship. As you know, they're... Mike Quilligan is the Newcastle goalkeeper and, and James is the centre back. So and um they, this time they would be, be able to give their undivided and total attention to the um, to the ladies. They'll be hopeful that they have a permanent immediate semi final to look forward. That's obviously the the last round is on Saturday. But um yeah, the best of luck to, to Monaghan this Sunday afternoon at one o'clock in Killarney. Um before we finish. Again, as always, we'll go into our, our predictions, Matt. And again, it was a blow-up week for me last week. That's three on the bounce. And you're ahead. You correctly called not only Sennens to win, but Sennens to win by two points. It's three points to you, five overall. You're going one point ahead. I was ahead by 10, early 10 at one stage. But uh, you, you've crawled your way back. And I, I don't I don't fancy myself to, to regather the lead. But for this week... We'll look at the two hurling quarterfinals and we'll also look at the four 
or Premier Intermediate games because they're just so interesting to call. And we kind of gave our predictions in for the other games throughout the podcast. You'll, you'll find when we were talking about the Junior A and the ladies' football finals. But we'll start on Saturday in Kilmallock. Dune uh, Palace Kinry. Dune plus five. Dune plus five. No fairy tale in the first semi final, so. No, I think the Dune will dig it out. They, they would be very, very, they'll, they'll tread very cautiously. They would be very, very aware of, of, of the threat posed by Kildama Palace Kinry. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, they, they will have taken stock of them in previous rounds. And um, yeah, I, I, I I, I, I don't think Dune are going to slip up. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Dune by six. Um, more about, like, it's more a reflection of, of what Dune are about. Uh, and you know, for KP, their first semi or quarter final in eighty five years. Um, I think it's fair to say Dune will be heavy favourites for that game. And then Patch twelve versus South Liberty Sunday two o'clock. Well by three. As well by three. I'll go the same. By two, I think we'll have a. I think this will be closer to last year's quarterfinals in that it'll be very, very tight and there, thereabouts to the <coughs> whistle. But again, you know, experience at this level will 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 count for a lot, and that's part to the teams through last year. You know, is that bit of experience. So I'm going for patched well by two points, but hopefully, two close quarterfinals is is all you're hoping for this Saturday, this Sunday, this weekend. Um, moving. Into the Premier Intermediate Championship, Gainey versus Newcastle West. I'm going by Newcastle West by seven. Newcastle West by seven. Is that because they know they have to eat into that scoring difference that you think yeah, they go yeah, for that, from the very start? Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but, but um, you know, it's a clash of the All Blacks that put um, um, Nakani don't do rolling over, as I said about somebody else earlier on, you know. Yeah. I- I'll go. I'll go Newcastle um, by four in, in this game. Uh, Glenru and Drummond Atleka. Obviously, Drummond Atleka Glenru, needs a huge win to have any hope. Glenru by two. Glenru by two. And will that be enough? Do you think for them to to go through? Yeah, it should be enough so for them to go through. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go Glenru by three in that one. Um, Brough versus Kappa Moore. Or rough by six. I do six. feel like there's a there's a shock in Capamore, even though their season's over. It'll be you know the last time we see him. But I will go rough tentatively by two, which will be probably enough for them. And then Effin versus Monoline. I'm going Effin by two. I was tempted to go a draw on that one actually, but um, I think Effin might shade it. Uh, I've been written here, but I might just go with that draw just to go against you. Um, you know that's a winner take all clash, really. They're the only two teams I suppose, that know that a win is enough, and they don't have to worry about scoring or anything like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would be you know well, be some achievement from Effin in their first year back at the grade. Well, Monoline, to, 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 to lose, Jack, they have to lose by as tight a margin as possible because of what's coming behind them, you know. Because Glenbro yeah. and Brock <laughs> are right on their tails, and um, you know, if they lost by three or four points, and 
Newcastle West by win by six or seven. Changes everything. Yeah, it does. It's it's the only game you kind of know that there and then. Effender kind of the, and Moneline know that a win will, will will probably do them, but it, it's intriguing. But we are pretty much the same in all except I, I'm going for the draw there. But if I decide one team, I'd say Effender. But I'll, I'll stick. I'll nail my colours to the best for a draw. But um, yeah, those those are our, our predictions for this week. As I said, you've gone one ahead, and your camera is gone. Away from me for some reason. Oh, you're back. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've any other business, man. We've from looking for my my role, my whatever it is called here, my list. So what we had to cover, I think everything before I go. There, there's nothing else. Agenda, they call it, Jack. Agenda. Yeah, yeah, agenda. I think I've covered everything on the agenda. Have we any yeah. AOBs and any other businesses? No, I, 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 I think we have a we have a fair comprehensive um. A discussion there on the on the various activities in, in treaty talk for this week anyway. You know, there's there's quite an amount on over over um over four codes really. You know, um yeah. I, I I don't know what what will be on in Komogi, but I I do know that uh, you know you're going to have at least um the the junior A final and um the 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 intermediate final the following week. I'd say I would imagine so. Um, and hopefully we'll have a resolution of of, of, of what's going on in the senior jack. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 it just, you know, it, it's not fair to anybody, the whole thing, you know. So let, let's hope there'll be a meeting yeah, of minds and that there'll, be a, that there'll be a resolution found. Yeah, please, God. Um, we obviously have the, the senior hurling quarterfinals. We have the junior A quarterfinals, the last round, premier intermediate. We have... Ladies football finals, Monagare and Munster action. We have some semi finals in the football, and obviously we started with Quebec Costello again. Best of luck to her. I think it was November twenty sixth there to be announced. She was nominated for Camogie All Star. So please God, this she'll be she's recognised already for performances, but hopefully that she can just get that bit of silverware to to further it. But we know how we know how much she has done for Limerick. Okay. But, but, but we should also say, Jack, that Quiva was named as Player of the Month for June. That's how highly yeah. thought her performances were. Well, you know, she kind of is as hard to play that you kind of have to stand up and take You know, you couldn't be ignoring the display she put in it in June, but also in May and July. They mightn't have been in as obvious winning efforts, but, you know, sometimes the best players in the field are on the team that loses. And I think that was the case. For, for Cueva the games that Limerick didn't win, she's just one of the best in Ireland. Um, and yeah, has been since. you know, she was, she was so much to the fore, Jack, because um, uh, you know the omens weren't good for Limerick coming into the championship. They had been relegated by Offaly above in Moneygall, and yeah, I, I, part of me says anyway, you know, that that um, being relegation, uh, being relegated, wasn't the greatest disaster of all times. I'd say far from it, maybe even. Um, but you know the way they turned it around in the championship, and she was one of the catalysts for that. You know, and and full credit to her. And uh, as I said, I I'll be disappointed for her, and I'll I'll be very disappointed if 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 um if those in their wisdom passed with the job of selecting the fifteen don't include her name. 
Yeah, we've, we've had issues with All-Stars before. <laughs> we probably will between Keen Sheehan and Quiva and obviously the, the Hurlers as well. So please God, we, we'll, we will get a few All-Stars, that's for sure. But hopefully we'll have one in, in each code. But um, yeah, that's 80 minutes. 80 minutes on the clock. I call it there. Best luck to all the teams and managements and, and referees, I suppose, over the weekend. Hopefully the weather will be all right, it'll be bearable as we approach the winter months and hopefully we have some cracking games. So a huge thank you to you and to everyone that listened, Matt, and we'll talk again soon. The pressure in the game, we get all Thanks, we want to put into it's like a walk of life. If we're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody.